Good afternoon, Ignite Church. Good, good, good. So quickly, I'm just going to start with, and also we're going to pray. We're going to pray. So if you want to write, feel free. So the, the topic for today's sermon is don't date that guy. Don't date that girl. What was it? What was it? What was it? Remind me. What did you call what you told me to come and do here? Remind me. Please. So, don't date that guy. Don't date that girl. I'm sure you're curious. So who is this guy that you should not date? And who is this girl that you should not date? You don't believe that's the topic? I can't believe this. You don't believe that is the topic? It is. Okay. So in order for me to be able to come back next time, that PWA will give me the opportunity to come back. So don't date that girl, don't date that guy. In Christianese, is don't sell your birthright. Don't sell your birthright. So it means there are some people you have to date, there are some people you cannot date, there are some people you can date. But it's called don't sell your birthright. And I'm going to take the scriptures from the book of Genesis 25, verse 13, 29 to 34. And it says, Now Jacob cooked a stew, and Esau saw, came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, look, I'm about to die. So what is this birthright to me? And then Jacob said, 33, swear to me as of this day. And so he swore and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. And he ate and drank and rose and went his way. And thus Esau despised his birthright. Father, bless your holy reading in the name of Jesus. Esau's feeling of starvation. Esau was tired. He just came in from the field. He was feeling very hungry. He was starved. And rightly so. The Bible describes Esau to us as a hunter, someone that goes into the field, an outdoor person. While Jacob was described as a mild person, a quiet person. Esau 
was someone that because of the way he was feeling, he was feeling, he had a feeling of starvation. Esau trusted his feeling to the point that he decided to sell his birthright. What is a birthright? Your birthright is, in the Bible, is the firstborn. The first of everything, you can call it, but in the Bible sense, is the firstborn. Esau was the firstborn, while Jacob, they were twins, but Jacob came in second. But Esau, because of the way he was feeling, decided to sell his birthright. You cannot trust your feelings. That's the first lesson I need you to learn. You cannot trust your feelings. Your feelings are based on your experience. Your feelings are based on your history. What has happened to you in time past? Your feelings is not based on your destiny. And so you can't trust your feelings. What Esau had at that time was that Esau was starving and he needed to eat. And so his birthright, which was an intangible thing that he had, was no use to him. So quickly, why did Esau sell his birthright? And I'm going somewhere. Remember my subtopic, which is what? Don't date that guy. Don't date that girl. So I'm, 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 I'm going somewhere. Just listen attentively. Why did Esau sell his birthright? The birthright is that intangible blessing that is upon a man, a woman, that God is the one that gives that intangible blessing. The birthright is the firstborn. If you're, the, if you're a firstborn in here, just wave to me. I'm a firstborn as well. Wow, quite a number. The birthright is the firstborn, first son, first daughter. And so when you disrespect your birthright, it's disrespecting the intangible blessing that God has put on you as the first. In this case, I want you to see your birthright as the first in different things. You might be the first one that did something, that pioneered something. You might be the first one in your class that has been able to do one thing or the other. And so you're thinking to yourself, the birthright is not just to the firstborn. Yes, the firstborn, but also the first to pioneer different things as well in our context. So why did Esau sell his, his, his birthright? Number one. Esau lacked the respect for the position of the firstborn. He did not care. Number two, Esau was careless in, in treating the blessing of God over his life. There is a blessing that God has given you. There is a skill, a talent that is innate in you. But for Esau, Esau was careless about it. He couldn't care less. The last part of that, which I enjoyed the most, number three, is that Esau did not fear God. As young adults, when we don't fear God, 
there is a tendency to make mistakes. There is a tendency to follow our feelings because you don't fear God. Esau was ready to enjoy the short-term pleasure. He was ready to compromise. He did not care. And so it takes me to the two most important things that was mentioned in Genesis that we read just now in the book of Genesis, 25, 29 to 34. Two things were mentioned. Number one, stew, red stew. Number two, bat right. Those two things were mentioned in there for a reason and for a purpose. The stew can connote a tangible short-term pleasure. Because the stew satisfied Esau at that time. Esau traded that stew. He traded his birthright for the stew. He traded authority for the stew. He traded his gift and his talent for the stew. The birthright, which is the second thing, is the intangible long-term blessing. What did I call the first one? Help me, help me, help me. Tangible short-term pleasure. That's the stew. It filled Esau. The bat rice is the intangible long-term blessing. So, let's get to the meat of this. Number one thing I want you to note, based on what I said to us at the beginning... Don't date a man that is ready to sell his birthright because of temporary pleasure. That's the first thing you need to know. Don't date a man that is ready to just let go because of sex. Don't date a man that is ready to um, exchange his birthright. There are things that he wants to achieve in life. But just for temporary, short-term things, is ready to let go. That's not the kind of man that you want to date. And I'll give you examples from the Bible. I'm sure the men are, the, the guys are, they're happy. Are you? I'm telling the girls how not to, how to fish you guys out. So the girls are, yeah. Yeah, thank you, PTA. Yeah, you're telling us how to, how to fish, you know, the ones. How do you fish out a man like Esau? Because there are many men like Esau. If you go back to that Genesis 25, that same scripture, you will see a lot of time where Esau said, me, me, me. A man that is so full of himself, that is all about me. Please don't date that person. You don't need him. A man that thinks that the whole world revolves around him. Mr. Me, me, me. You don't need that man. Let the men, the, the, the guys shout hallelujah. Let me hear you. You are not happy. <laughs> you are not happy at all. This is not what you expected, right? 
why don't you just be calm and just hold on? Ah, you're in a hurry? No. So the man that is Mr. Me, 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 that was Esau. The second thing you will notice about Esau, and I'm telling you, don't date an Esau that is ready to lose their birthright at any point in time. Is the Mr. Macho guy. This is the guy that has all the ego. Esau, he said, you know, I'm a hunter. I go out there in the field to do what I need to do. So the man has so much ego around him. He has so and ego is good, don't get me wrong. A man that doesn't have ego at all, please don't do that, man. No. <laughs> that means he doesn't know what he's doing. But Mr. Ego or Mr. Um, uh, Macho is the man that everything is about him is me, myself, and me only. That's not the kind of person that you want. This is the kind of person that if everything is going well for them, their feelings is what they go by. If everything is going well for them and you are agreeing to everything that they are saying, you are best friends. The moment you have an opinion, Mr. Macho cannot stand it. He's not able to handle it anymore because he has to have the last word. And that's why Esau was able to say, you know, what is, what is this steel to me? What is this um, birthright to me? It doesn't mean anything to me. The third person, the third man that I'm going to tell you about is the man, the Esau, that says to you, ah, baby, don't, don't worry about it. You want to do something? Oh, baby, don't, 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 no, 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 no. Because things are still going on for him, with you. Where he's going is to get you on the bed. And so he will do everything up to that point. He will treat you well. He will do things really nice. And it's nice for men to treat women well. Don't get me wrong. Your love life, you should be secure in your love life. You should have a healthy self-esteem in your love life. And that includes you being treated well. But when you are being treated well, you know when you try to uh, marinate a chicken, please, what's going to be the end of that chicken? It's to go into the oven and for you to eat. Sometimes some men are like that. They're very uncomfortable right now. You're going to laugh very soon because I'll tell you about the girls. Don't worry. You'll fish them out. So don't worry, don't worry. You're, you're, I can see you guys shifting and say, we didn't come for this. What is going on here? Relax. Relax. So this is the kind of Esau, the kind of man that is ready to do everything until he gets what he wants. He's not there for your interest. Don't date a woman that is ready to make a wimp of you for material gain. I cannot believe this. Look at this man. Look at
are these guys? Jesus. Unbelievable. All of a sudden, you guys woke up. Unbelievable. I told you to relax. As I have the Esau, don't worry, I have, as I have the Samson, I have the Delilah. And the Delilah one is a little bit juicy. Ah, yeah, yeah. Don't date a woman that is ready to make you a wimp. Is ready to make, she's ready to make a wimp of you just for material gains. She likes your car. You are able to carry her from one place to the other. The, the allowance that your parents give you, she uses it to buy weave on. Ah. So your parents give you a certain amount, right? As allowance, you have to put it together to make sure that she can get the latest weave on. That's not the kind of girl to, get, to date. A, a, a lady that is materially oriented, no. You don't want to date that person. Before I go into the women, the, the ladies' side of things, I just want to read Judges 16, verse 4 to 5. And I'll go quickly. You'll love the ladies' part of things. You'll enjoy it. The essence of this is for you to be able to weed out those kind of people in your life. If Esau had been a little bit patient and was not just going by his feelings, he would have waited and he would not have traded his birthright. Judges 16 from verse 4. Afterwards, it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Verse 5. And the lords of the Philistine came up to her and said to her, Entice him. Find out where his great strength lies and by what means we may overpower him, that we may bind him to afflict him and every one of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. Please don't date a lady that will sell you for 11 pieces of dollars. Don't. And when I say that, it doesn't mean that she will sell you literally. But some secrets that you have told her because you were friends is all out there on social media because she's angry. Don't date that kind of a person. What you have told her that, you know, because at that time, you know, you were friends and all that. What you have told her that she was not supposed to tell her best friend because you told her in secret. Her best friend knows, second friend, third, fourth, everybody knows. That's not the kind of person you want to date. This was like Samson and Delilah. Delilah was evil to the core. If you're writing, write this down. Don't fall in love with the idea of falling in love. Fall in love with God first. Then you can fall in love with a man or with a woman. If the arrangement is not falling in love with God first, loving God for who God is, 
and you fall in love with a man or with a woman, inevitably there will be abuse. Because you don't know God. You don't know how to treat God. You don't know how to worship him. You don't know how to reverence him. How are you going to treat a woman or a man? Don't fall in love just because you want to, you know, my friends are, my friends are all, you know, dating. My friends are all this. My friends are all that. And because of that, you want to date. And you just want to fall in love just for the, for the fun of it. Please don't do that. Esau, a number one description about Esau was based on 1 Corinthians 6.18. And I'll go back to the woman. 1 Corinthians 6, 18. Flee sexual immorality. Everything that, is, that a man does outside his body, he who commits, but he commits sexual immorality sin against his own body. Esau, the first time that Esau said, you know what? Um, I don't care about this bat right, just give me the stew. That was not the first time that Esau was disrespecting his bat right. He had been disrespecting, if you read your Bible very well, he had been disrespecting that bat right as a first child, a first son, by having something to do with the pagans, with the women. He had been committing sexual immorality before it got to the point that the bat right was nothing to him. And so be careful. The kind of woman as a man that you want to look for is not one like Delilah that is so materialistic. It's about your car. It's about your Gucci bag. It's about your Gucci shoe. It's about, and there's nothing wrong in Gucci bag, Gucci shoes. Trust me. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I love Gucci bag, I love Gucci shoes, I love Jimmy Cho Cho Cho. <laughs> I love them all, okay? And I love to wear them as well. But that, is, that cannot be the essence of getting into a relationship with someone. You need to watch out for such people. So the kind of woman, and I will tell you, I think about four I have, of the kind of woman that you should not even look at. Don't even talk to them. I told you it's going to be really nice. A woman that is willing to destroy things of value. It doesn't care where you get the money from. So far you can get her the material thing that she needs. Women, we can work hard as well. If you like those things, please go and work. You don't need to depend on a man to get it for you. And I'm saying that, I know that we don't have that amongst us, but I'm saying that because you, have, you, are, you, you are in the university, you are at your workplace, there are women that are dependent on men. They, they do escort in order to be able to get all these nice things. Men do it too, and that's worse. Men do it too. But there are women that, you know, they are escorts because they want to get the material things of life. Don't date such women. 
there should be almost 1,000 poles away from you, if there's anything like that. There are women as well, ladies. Ladies that will not respect your boundaries. There are ladies that will not respect your moral code, your values. What makes you, you? They're ready to strip all that off just to get what they want. Please don't date such girls. They're not spiritual in any way. Anything church, uh, oh, I'm going to church. You're going to church again. No, 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 no. They don't want you. They don't want you to do anything that is spiritual. And a man cannot leave this world the way life is going. How many people heard about this Ghanaian guy that um, plays in Turkey? He had played in uh, Newcastle and all these places. How many people? He's dead. There was this rubble that just, you know, happened in, was it Turkey, Syria? He's gone. He was a good guy. Everyone really loved him and everything like that. But what happened to him it was so sad. He was going that evening, he was to travel, I don't know to where, but he was to travel that evening. But because he scored a goal, he now said, oh, I'm going to go um, play, um, I don't know, pool, whatever, I don't know what you call it. He was going to play with his friends. And that was how he got into that rubble. What am I trying to say? It's so sad. Your moral conviction is, you know what, I need to be in church at a particular time. I need to read my Bible. I need to look at the word of God. But this person will not allow you to do that. You don't need such friends. You don't. There are boundaries that you have for your life. There are boundaries that you have set. And if you have not set any boundaries for your life, please do. No man, no woman, no lady, no guy can live life without boundaries. These are my boundaries. I don't do this. These are my values, honesty, integrity. What are your values? Don't just live life just for the sake of living life. Have those values, have those boundaries so that when you hit situations of life, your values will rise up. And your values will be the one that say, pa, 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 pa. You've gone past your your limit. You go out, you know, because ladies these days, I, 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 thank you, Jesus. <laughs> when I was growing up, men are the ones that, that drink to a stupor. But these days, men, they drink more than, sorry, women, they drink more than men. They smoke weed. And I know weed is a touchy thing for you guys. What's wrong with weed? Why can't we smoke weed? What's wrong? What's wrong with weed? Everything is wrong with weed. Everything. You need to go to the mental hospital and find them there. They said, no, I'm not going to take it to that baby. Nonsense. Why do you think weed was legalized? 
The girl is smoking weed even more than the guys. If you have a friend like that, cut it off. If you have problem with weed, come and talk to me. I will deliver you. I mean it. I'm not joking. If you have problems with weed, with smoking, with drinking, just come to me in confidence. We'll deal with it. And I'll tell you why I'm able to do that. When I was in university, um, the department that I was put in was the department that deals with people that smoke weed on campus. I was a student and I was, um, how do you put it now? I was in a fellowship, just like you guys are. The department I was in that fellowship was the fellowship where the people that smoke, drink, and smoke weed. I'm talking of 80s. People that smoke weed on campus. My job and my role with some other people is to go minister the gospel to them. But when people that are in church are smoking the weed, where are we going to start from? If you have problems with that, I'm not joking. Walk up to me. Let's talk. Your life is... God loves you so much. Your life is so beautiful. Your future is so amazing that you don't need to spoil it with weed. It's quiet. I don't, no, no, you don't need to clap. <laughs> don't worry about me. You don't need to clap. I didn't come here so that you can clap. Maybe by the time I'm done, we're not going to talk. Who knows? <laughs> we might not be friends anymore by the time I'm done. So what am I saying? Esau had a weakness of sexual immorality way before his birthright. A lady that is, that all they can think of is the next weaver, the next shoes, the next days, one material thing after the other. Or a lady that is into pornography. It's not the way to go. You call that kind of a woman a sexual woman, a woman that has sold their birthright. That's not the kind of woman that you want to date. I'm going to give us one more on the type of woman you don't, you don't need to date. A lady that makes diamond, and when I say diamond, material things, their best friend. The scripture is not important to you. How many people have a daily devotion? No lies. Father, Lord, the spirit of lies, I condemn it in the name of Jesus. So no lies. You do, you've been able to do your devotion consistently for five days. No lies. You're in the present. Put your hands up. Be proud. If you're able to do it, five days. You've been able to do it four days, consistently. Mm -hmm. Spirit of lying. Three days, consistently. Or you do it on Monday, then you forget, and then you do it again. Okay. <laughs> You're not doing your devotion as a Christian you're missing a very important link. And that link, I'm going to say to you, is the link of you being able to communicate with the Lord Jesus Christ on a daily basis to tell you what step to take and how to go about life. 
If you cannot read the Bible, you know, read three chapters, four chapters, please just read a couple of verses and remember those verses and work on those verses throughout the day. That is your communication link to heaven. So when you're about to make a mistake, God is able to say no. When you're about to cross boundaries, God is able to say no. So let me go back. Lies, I'm going to go quickly into lies that Satan tells singles. Lies that Satan speaks to singles. Number one. This lies surrounds sex. Everything you want to know is about sex. Ari, um, the royal, told us that he, he got this virgin that at what age? 17 or something like that by an older woman. Why are you pretending? You guys can pretend. You don't know that news. Why are you pretending? You guys don't know that news. Let me tell you, since you said you don't know, and I, I know you are lying, but God will forgive you. So who knows that news about Harry, about his book, Spear? Oh, oh. Who has read that book? Who has read it? Don't be shy if you've read it. Good, good, good job, good job. Who has read it? Harry's book is How Not to Do It. That's my, own, that's my own definition of it. Because he took the whole family secret, boom, out. It's how not to do life. So if you've read it, it gives you a sense of how not to behave. It's unfortunate. But in that book, he said something about someone disverging him at a very young age. I know some people are still virgins here, which is good. Please keep it that way till marriage. God is against any form of fornication. If you have already, don't be condemned, but stop. Sex is not outside um, marriage. It's quiet. You've been experimenting. Ah. You, know, you know what? You know what, what baffles me about young adults? Once upon a time... I was also a young adult. All this maneuvering, I understand. You know, I understand, I understand. So, some of those things, if you've gone over your boundaries, reverse back. Let today be a day to start all over again. Don't be like Esau. Don't lose your birthright because of short-term pleasure. It's not worth it. So these are the lies that Satan tells singles about sex. Number one, sex will build your self-esteem. No, 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 no. I can say that no till Jesus Christ comes back. Premarital sex will destroy your self-esteem. There's something, and I'm going to explain that very quickly. Once you have sex with someone... There is an hormone for men, it's dopamine. For women, it's oxycotin, something like that. 
Once that hormone is secreted, and you, you are all, you've all gone to university, you understand that one. So let me explain it. Once that hormone is secreted for the ladies, you cannot do without that boy. You are chasing him around. Even if he's treating you like death, like nonsense, you're still going to be looking for him. Because that hormone, once it is secreted, God has put that hormone there that a man in a relationship married once you have that relationship of sex with a woman then you should love each other a lot more that is the way God has designed it the dopamine for the man the man is an hunter and so the fact that that boy has been able to sleep with you conveniently is boasting around town and if you are not careful he's doing a sex tape on you without you knowing You're quiet. You're going, ah. But it's the truth. It's unfortunate. I've dealt with people in this church that they've had a guy do a sex tape on them. University students. And so I'm saying to you, it's not the way to go. Once you engage into that frame, Satan is a bad Satan. Once you engage into that frame of having sex, or doing anything that is outside the confinement of marriage, to put the brake on it becomes very difficult because of that hormone that is secreted in a man and in a woman. This one, now I'm not even talking Bible. I'm talking science. Go and, go and research about it. You're smart people. So please do. So Satan tells you that, oh, sex will build your self-esteem. No, it wouldn't. It would destroy it completely. Number two, Satan tells you that when you have sex with that guy or with that girl, you will have, your, your relationship will be deepened. Lies, lies, lies. The moment you have sex, because men are hunters, the moment you have sex with the man, that's the end of it. The relationship is not deepened anywhere. It's not going to deepen. If anything, he wants to go to the next person. That would not be your portion in Jesus' name. Another thing that we learn is that relationship, that sex, that Satan says, is that sex cures loneliness. Lies. If you are lonely and you don't know what to do, you will be lonely for a long time. There are cures to loneliness. For some of us that are still very young, I realize that this is 17 to 30, you need to know some of these things so that you don't make those mistakes. Keep yourself pure. Sex is not allowed outside marriage once you're a Christian. And look at all the unbelievers out there. They're messing up. Life is being messed up. Some ladies cannot move on once you bite that which you are not supposed to. Please. As a young adult growing up, you cannot even, no way. From, from my parents, you know my parents, let me explain them to you. Pretty crude. So I will say that they are not, uh, they're educated. My father is finely educated. He's an Oxford graduate. So, but you know what my mom told me? At the age of 13, she's a nurse. When I found out that that was not true, <laughs> 
she's late now. I couldn't stop laughing. Do you know what she told me? She said to me, she called me at the age of 14. I was 14. I could remember very well. And she said to me that, um, that I'm getting older, you know, you've seen your cycles and all that. If you so much as touch a guy, <laughs> I'm not joking. That's what this woman told me. God bless her in heaven. She said, if you so much as touch, not that, oh, old dance or anything, no, just touch, you're going to get pregnant straight. <laughs> I believed her. I was pretty naive and sheltered. I believed her. Until I got into the university, you know, at the age of 19, I said, ah, we're in class together with the boys. Now, what's going on here? <laughs> How come I'm not getting pregnant? <laughs> so we, we, I went back home and I asked her. She laughed. She said, that keeps you on this straight and narrow. I said, uh-uh, there must be another way to do this thing. What am I trying to say? That was with a lot of humor, as in, yeah, you know, don't have anything to do, you know, with sex. Some people say, oh, the wedding date is fixed, and so we can have sex. Please don't try it. Another one is, I've already done it. Uh-huh, uh, PTA, don't come and kill me. I've done it, so what am I supposed to do? Yes, you have done it. Romans 8.1, there's therefore now no condemnation. However, repent and stop. If you need help, come to me. I've told you, come to me. I'll help you out. I'll help you out. But the fact that you've made a mistake doesn't mean that the mistake should, you should continue to be condemned under that mistake or feel guilty. The beauty of Christianity is that even when you make a mistake, you can rise from that mistake and start all over again. But rise you must with determination. That's the beauty. So I'm going to close on this. What do you need to do when you are aroused? A lot of us are battling pornography. You feel the urge you don't know what to do with yourself. You feel so much that, you know, um, so what do we do? I'm of age and I just want to know, you know, how to go about these things. So when you are aroused and you, you know, and you shouldn't be watching um, semi-porn films that is going on right now. You have all these films that is, is bordering on the on the side of pornography. And you say, but it's a film. It's a, I'm just watching a movie. So what do you want me to do? You don't want me to watch a movie. I'm not saying you should not watch a movie. I say you should not watch pornography. That's all I'm saying. Pornography is very subtle. Once you get, it's like, it's like being addicted on weed. Or addicted on, I don't know what you guys drink. You drink all sorts of things, I know. <laughs> so, mm. Once you're addicted, it takes a while. It takes a while to pull back. Pornography, regardless of what you are hearing on social media, pornography, God did not create sex to be done by yourself. That's abuse. You are abusing your body. That's not the way God created it. He created them, a man and a woman, to come together. So when you are having Things, doing things to yourself. I don't know what to call it. Please, 
It's not the way to express yourself. There are better ways of going about it biblically. When you feel aroused, it's God that has put that level of, you know, being aroused and feeling that, oh, you want to um, have a relationship. It's God that has put it there. But he's made it beautiful in the confines of a marriage. And so when, before you get to that point, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, pity, I hear, but I'm not marrying tomorrow, so what do I do with this thing? I'm not going to marry tomorrow. What did Esau do that was wrong? What did Samson do that was wrong? Samson found, Judges 16 verse 1, Samson actually found an allot. That was where he started from, before he went to Delilah. Who sold him? Genesis 16, 4 to 6 or so. Who sold him for nothing? So what do you do when you are aroused, when you feel that, you know what, I just want to, I need an outlet. I'm hooked on pornography. What do you do? Number one, set boundaries ahead of time. What do I mean by that? If you're going out with someone or you are dating someone, set boundaries. We're talking about your love life. True? Or is not? Talk to me, talk to me. I like people talking to me. Oh, we're talking of something else. What are we talking about? Okay. Set boundaries. Know what you will do in a relationship and what you will not do. That's in a relationship. If you're not in a relationship, pornography is not the way out. All these subtle things that come on your laptop, get something to block it. I don't know what it is. You know, well, what do you call it? Who's an IT person here? I have different ones on my thing. Exactly. Block it off. Don't let those things just come there. What, what am I supposed to do? They just, they just show up. They just come up. And you sit down there, you're looking. You're like, you're like so gone to it. No. You're wondering where I get that voice from. It's automatic. <laughs> so set boundaries. Make up your mind. If you're going out with someone, set boundaries. No fondling, no kissing, no let us just try it. You're quiet. You've gone there already. You're going out with a guy and the guy wants to start touching you. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And that's why you don't, you don't go out with a guy and say, oh, I'm going, to, I'm going to visit him in his room, in his dorm. There are four boys in the dorm, and you, an only girl, you're going in there, in their room. The other boys, once they see you, they get into their room. They all run into their room because they want to leave you with your boyfriend. And before you know what is happening, you're sitting on the couch, next door, next to each other, pam, pam, pam. One thing leads to another, and then, and then, and before you know what's happening, you're on the bed. No word, no bed. Did you hear me? What did I say? No bed, no bed. What does that mean? Who can tell me what it means? If you're not married, you have no business with sex. I know that sex occupies our mind. When I was a teenager too, we wanted to know. You want to know. What's all this hype about sex? But keep yourself. Keep yourself because of what? Because you fear God. 
The fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of wisdom. There are so many things in your life that you want to do. Greatness is in your DNA. But that greatness can be cut short, like Esau's greatness was cut short. Even though Esau was the first son, but Esau's greatness was cut short because he could not keep himself. He was not disciplined. Keep yourself pure. At a very young age, you are trying to, to do what your mama and your papa are doing. Uh-uh, why? Hello? Uh, you don't like that, but it's true. That's what you, try, you guys are trying to do. Please, keep yourself because you fear God. Not because of your parents. I'm not even talking about, oh, because my mom will not like it or my dad will not like it. You're a Christian. Do it because of God. Joseph said, I'm not going to do this as in sleeping with Potiphar's wife. Why? Because I fear God. Not because of any other thing. Because I fear God. He said, I'm not going to do this wickedness and sin against God. Fornication is sin. And so you need to. Your love life has to be kept in the, in, 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 in the confines of our Lord Jesus Christ. So set boundaries. I know it is said, you know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 7, 9, it's better to marry than to bond with passion. It's true. It's better to marry than to be born in. This pornography will not leave you alone. You're always dreaming of sex. You're always having wet dreams. You see, wet dreams, wet dreams is the excess of what your thoughts are all about. If you don't want to have wet dreams, just push, make sure that your thoughts are holy during the day. And what I mean by that is that you're not thinking of all, you're not looking at um, sex-rated films, you're not looking at girls that are half-clad. And I know there's a lot going on in the world right now. But as a Christian man, a Christian woman, you should keep yourself. The next one, cultivate the fear of God, I've said that. Leave the place of compromise. When you are aroused, when you feel that you might be aroused, leave the place of compromise. Keep the, the picture, and that one I like a lot. Leave the place of compromise, you know what to do. But keep the picture of your future. Keep it in front of you. Esau ate the stew in exchange for his birthright because he could not keep the future in front of him. He could not keep the picture of his future, which is great. He could not keep it in front of him. What do you see yourself to, you know, becoming? Imagine, you know, there's a man now that holds the highest office in the land, in Canada here. Every time they get a punch at him during the election, they're always talking about when he smoked weed when he was young. True? Every time. Is at the highest office, but yet people still poke those things at him because this is something he had done, maybe 17, 18. But those things are still rearing his ugly head. Don't do anything that later on in life it will continue to rear its ugly head. Keep yourself. Purity is the way to go. Don't be like Esau. Don't be like Delilah. Don't be like Samson that left everything just because of a woman. He started from an allot. Genesis 16. Don't be 
like that. Be a woman of conviction. Ladies, let me tell you something. Once a man can see the color of your underwear, it's over. It's over. If there's anything you take out of today, keep yourself. The man that you're going to get married to that will honor you is just around the corner. For the men, the woman that you're going to get married to, that is going to honor you, that is going to make your, your life so beautiful, is just around the corner. Don't lose yourself just for a short pleasure. Hold on tight to your birthright. Your birthright is who you are in Christ Jesus. Your birthright is the greatness that God has for you. You have a wonderful future and a happy ending. Don't lose it because of sex. Your love life is important to God. When you are not able, when you are aroused and you are not able to keep yourself, please take time before then to talk to God about it. And even when you fall, don't stay falling. Don't run away from church. Because you slept with your boyfriend, don't leave Jesus. It's not the way to go. Run back. Run back into the city of refuge. Get on your knees and say, God, I've missed it again. Help me. I cannot continue this way. I have this love or lust. For this person, help me. Don't run away from God when you miss it. He's not a policeman that is holding, you know in Africa, you know they hold this long stick. Uh -huh. It's not, it's not, no. Romans 8.1, there's therefore now no condemnation. Who is condemning you? You're condemning yourself because of what you have done. But regardless of what you have done, please run back into the sanctuary of Jehovah God. He loves you too much to look at what you have done and let you stay there. Don't stay in that rot, in that dirtiness. Like the prodigal son, rise up and say, I will go back to my father. Even if it's to feed with pigs, I don't mind. But go back, I will go back into the house of God. God bless you. I want us to rise to our feet. I just want us to pray. Just one prayer point. You know where you are in everything I've spoken about. I don't know. You know if pornography is the real thing, is the real deal that is not allowing you to move forward. You know, if sex is the real deal that is not allowing you, weed, you've tried it once or twice, it looks like you're hooked on it right now. I want you to ask God to help you. Whatever that thing is, my Father and my God, help me. I need your help. I need you to speak to your God. He's the only one. I can't help you. I can only come here and speak. Ask him to help you. 
you slept with your boyfriend, you slept with your girlfriend. Right now, you don't even want that person anymore, but you don't know how to get out. Father, Lord, I need your help. I've done things that I'm not proud of. God, have mercy on me. Weed has become like food to me. Jesus, I need your help. Help me, Lord. Help me. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for your children. I ask, Lord, that you will help them. That, Lord, whatever it is that is holding them as hostage, in bondage, I command it to let loose in the name of Jesus. Father, you are the God of new beginning. Father, grant them a new beginning. They will not be addicted to weed. They will not be addicted to sex. They will not be addicted in any shape or form in the name of Jesus. I speak deliverance over you in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak a new beginning over you in the name of Jesus. You will not lose your birthright in the name of Jesus. You will not sell your birthright in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is that is a birthright to you, be it that you have pioneered something, or you are the first that is able to do something, or you are the first child, or first born, or first girl, or first boy in your family, you will not lose your birthright. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will not be like Esau. For a short pleasure, for a short-term pleasure, you will not lose your birthright. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord will make a way for you. Whatever it is that is the burden of your heart, the Lord will make a way for you. In the mighty name of Jesus, it's a new dawn for you. It's a new day for you. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. God bless you.